the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Josh Pick is the Chief Investment Advisor with Aptus Wealth Management, a state-registered investment advisory firm. This program is sponsored by Aptus Wealth Management. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell financial vehicles. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals to see if any ideas expressed would fit their specific situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Securities can fluctuate and when redeemed, maybe more or less than when originally invested. Welcome to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick. Every week, Josh will teach you ways to help manage, risk, and protect your retirement income in the new economy. The primary focus at Aptus Wealth is to provide flexible planning strategies that can efficiently achieve your long-term retirement goals. Now, here's the host of the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show, Josh Pick. Thank you for joining us for the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. I'm your host, Diane Brennan, and this is our inaugural show. And we are so excited and thankful you can join us. Let me introduce everyone to Josh Pick. Hi, Josh. Diane, how are you? It's great to be here. I am great. Great to have you here. I'm going to tell the public a little bit about you. Josh is an investment advisor founded the Aptus Group of Companies in 2003, now consisting of an entity consulting to financial planners and one that focuses specifically on individual wealth management. Josh is too humble to tell you this, but he is a well-known speaker and member of the Million Dollar Roundtable's highest honor, Top of the Table. He frequently hosts public educational workshops in the community on a variety of financial and retirement topics. Josh is also frequently requested to speak nationally to groups of financial professionals and various universities in the areas of retirement planning, social security, and tax-efficient income distribution. Josh, tell us how you got into the financial field. Well, you know, like most people, I guess, you know, I, I went to college. Uh, that's how I got into the financial field. And, uh, but I don't think that tells the, the whole story. Um, my father passed away when I was young, when I was 13 years old. He got you know, cancer, one of those freak kind of things, and ended up uh, passing away. And as a result of that, um, you know, you learn really quickly, even at a young age, from the outside looking in, you can kind of see what happens when that occurs. And what I saw was um, a bunch of people show up that, you know, maybe had my mother's best interests at heart, or maybe had their own best interests at heart. And they were trying to, quote, help, but uh, a lot of mistakes were made in that process. And I, I see the outcome of that, now my mom being in her in her late 60s and uh, seeing the impact of, of poor planning over a really long period of time. And, and not that we struggled by any means. I grew up very middle class, but, um, you know, it wasn't always easy. Uh, so I didn't know at the time when that occurred that I would end up where I am today. But when I was in college and a lot like a lot of people, I didn't know exactly what I was going to do. Um, you know, come my sophomore year, I had to make a decision as to what I wanted to pursue. And start doing a little bit of soul searching and I realized that you know uh, I like math number one uh, but two I like helping people 
teaching has always been one of my favorite activities. I've, I've taught a lot of different things in my life. Um, so I wanted to teach and I wanted to help people. When I got out of college, I kind of drifted away from that a little bit. Uh, you know, I wanted to work in corporate America and have the fancy suit. So what I ended up doing was doing kind of the business to business end of financial planning, which what that means, if you don't know, um, there's two sides of the financial services industry. There's the client facing side, the, fa the, the side that is meeting with clients every day and helping them achieve their goals, et cetera. But then there's also this support side of the business. Uh, so you can work for financial institutions like a uh, a nationwide insurance or a fidelity or one of these different companies and you're essentially helping the financial advisor create the financial plan or you're helping the financial advisor stay in tune with the best products i did that for quite some time and actually started a company in 2003 um, uh, under the aptus moniker and that company's still very much in business uh, multi-million dollar company we're doing financial plans for about 600 financial planners all around the country uh, but I realized as I was doing that that I was losing that personal connection with the uh, with the client. And I, I think, you know, in life you're always trying to figure out uh, how do I, I make a living but at the same time have some sort of purpose. And uh, that purpose was gone. I missed that connection. So um, I went back that direction and uh, ended up going to the, the financial advising side. And, of course, as is always the case, you know, I'd been doing financial planning since uh, before 2000. But then I decided I wanted to go back to the, the client side of things in 2008, right at the beginning of 2008. So uh, get into the financial business, uh, planning business and, and right before the, the dot-com bubble drops since 2000. And then I get away from the consulting side of it to go into the financial advising side of it in 2008. And here we go again with the financial crisis. Um, so it's been a, it, it, it's been a great, uh, I, I view that as a great thing. Um, I learned, you know, that it's not always rosy and proper planning is is very important and, and don't get too ahead of yourself we'll get into that more i'm sure when we talk but uh that's how i got into it and i've i've really known nothing else i've done financial advising or financial planning in some capacity my whole life you say it is incredibly satisfying helping clients plan their financial future and in a way you're actually protecting them well yeah i mean uh, if you think about for most people they work their whole life um, and it's not always easy to, to, to get through the process of your financial world, meaning that you run into uh, speed bumps. You know, you have maybe get laid off for a job or um, something occurs along the way. You lose a loved one or, or all these different kind of events that occur. You got to send a kid to college um, and to be able to kind of ease some of that burden. And I truly believe that knowledge is power. And simply just understanding the roadmap, understanding what you need to do uh, is incredibly empowering. Nine times out of ten when I, when I speak with people and they come to the office and I say, what, what scares you? Uh, or what are you here for? What is your concerns? It's almost always the fear of the unknown. And a lot of the information is known. Uh, we don't know what order it's going to occur, but we can take steps to prepare ourselves for it. So being able to just essentially let people know what their options are, let them know how to protect themselves in the future is, is incredibly rewarding. And I see it when they, when they retire, we have kind of retirement parties when people come in and, you know, we give them a bottle of wine or, or something like that. And you see them, you know, it all paid off and now they get to do what they wanted to do their whole career. So, um, yeah, I would say it's incredibly rewarding. Tell us more about Aptus Wealth Management. Uh, well, we're a fiduciary, and I think that's really important. Um, I think, you know, if I was going to give anybody advice with who they wanted to work with, whether it was me or anybody else, I would say step one, go with a fiduciary. And uh, I know that gets a lot of, you know, kind of publicity as, as of late here, what is a fiduciary? But essentially, there are two ways you can be governed in this business. Way number one is 
Uh, I'm a broker, and I don't begrudge anybody who's a, a broker, stockbroker, um, you know, sales professional, whatever you want to call them, but they get paid commissions. And there's a lot of people doing a lot of great work out there that get paid commissions. I'm not saying anything faulty of that, but the, the confines in which they operate can be faulty. Uh, what I mean by that is they're only governed by what is suitable for you. So sounds fair enough, right? You got to do what's suitable for me. But if, if I lived in Florida and I needed new tires on my car, uh, the, the place that I bought my tires could sell me snow tires. And as long as they fit my car, they're suitable for my car, right? But that does not mean that they're in my best interest. And a fiduciary has to do what is in your best interest. Meaning in that example of the car, I would have to research what are the best tires? What are you doing with your car? Uh, what's the best price for those tires? Price shop, compare, et cetera. So Aptus Wealth Management is very much a fiduciary. Uh, our goal is first and paramount. What is your scenario and what fits you? Um, and that is always at the top of the top of the table. So let's say I come into your office. Can you explain the process and what you go through? Yeah, it's a four-step process. You can view this on our website, aptuswealth.com. Um, step one is, is literally us just getting to know one another. Uh, what are you hoping to accomplish by doing this planning? Uh, my first question is always going to be, what would you consider to be a win at the end of this journey? Uh, let's find out what you have. Let's inventory the resources that you have to accomplish what you want to do. But first and foremost, what do you want to do? Uh, and that is different for everybody. There, sure, there's some commonalities, but it's different for everybody. Uh, meeting number two is then uh, let's lay out the blueprint, meaning that let's figure out, uh, and this kind of boils over between meeting two and meeting three, let's show you where you are in meeting two, show you where some gaps are, show you what's getting in the way, and maybe get into the blueprint. But by meeting three, we're certainly going to get into the blueprint. And meeting three is... How do we solve your problems? Here is the roadmap, the blueprint of how to get it done, starting with how do you make sure that you don't take steps back and how do we take steps forward? And then we don't even talk about um, you know, products or whether or not we're going to work together until meeting four. Um, there may be a little bit of these are the, scenario, the, these are the types of strategies you may want to employ in meeting three, but meeting four is really the rubber meets the road. What do I need to do to achieve the objectives that we've laid out? And what is now that we know the roadmap on how to get there, no, no plan works unless you, you actually do it, right? So you can have a blueprint, but unless you start swinging a hammer and building a house, you don't have a house. So meeting four is very much let's go from there. But it's a, it's a very slow process. Um, it's very important that you treat it as a, as a process or you miss things. Uh, so we're very adamant about sticking to that process. And I'm sure there's things that people don't realize they should be planning for. Long-term oh, care. Not. Yeah, long-term care, uh, life insurance to protect a loved one. You know, I mean, and, and life insurance isn't something that any of us want. Uh, it's not anything that any of us want to really use because in order for, you know, somebody to collect on it, it means you're no longer here. But, you know, did you take that single-life payout on your pension? And what happens if you pass away, your wife now or your, your husband has lost that pension income stream? Identifying some things or some, some landmines along the way that you might not have considered when you first uh, came in. So that process of identifying every single possible scenario is critical. We can't remember any of everything. we got to kind of go through the process to make sure we, we check all the boxes. Do you find most of your clients are into uh, wealth growth or asset preservation? Uh, well, you know, the majority of my clients, uh, last I checked, over 90% of them are over the age of 55. So we're certainly in that transitionary period. 
uh, where we're getting more into I've already gone through the growth phase of my life. It does not mean that I don't want to continue to grow my pot of money, and I certainly don't want to put it under the mattress, but uh, I want to make sure that I've taken the necessary steps to protect my retirement from things like what happened in 2008, 2009, 2001, 2002, et cetera, et cetera. We can just keep going back through time and seeing these these periods in time where it dropped. And we're seeing, you know, I mean, right now, I'm sure we'll talk about, you know, what happened last week uh, at some point today. But uh, I wouldn't say that we're, we're against growth or that the conversation doesn't point toward growth, but it's certainly a risk-adjusted growth is the most common conversation. I love that Aptis Wealth Management supports the Travis Mills Foundation. You know, that was an interesting one for me. I've always been a, um, uh, a, a staunch supporter of the military in general. Um, some of my friends, um, some of the people that I would consider to be, uh, you know, my greatest inspirations and heroes are in the military. And through a great friend of mine in, in Maine, um, I was introduced to uh, Travis uh, through seeing him speak, actually, at a convention. And uh, if you haven't got an opportunity to speak, to, to listen to Travis speak, I mean, the guy's unbelievable. Uh, talk about turning lemons into lemonade. Uh, if you don't know his story, I highly recommend you look it up. He's taken a, a life that I'm not sure any of us could have worked through. Uh, he's one of just a few quadruple amputees uh, in the United States that lived uh, through a war. And he's taken that to raise millions and millions of dollars to help recalibrated veterans. Um, and he does that through a lot of humor, positivity, and just drive. Um, so any, any way I can be a part of that. Um, and a lot of my friends have become very active in that foundation. I'll I gladly do. But uh, in my opinion, the guy is an absolute hero along with many, many others. If you're concerned about the market, want to learn new strategies to manage retirement risks, call our office to learn more about the Aptis Retirement Blueprint today. The number is 614-364-7300. No cost or obligation, but space does fill fast. Give us a call at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. We'll be back with more at the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick at 98.9 The Answer. To create a successful retirement plan in today's economy, it takes a customized, solutions-based approach. At Aptus Wealth Management, founder Josh Pick calls it the Aptus Blueprint, and it's focused on managing risk instead of chasing returns. If you're working with another advisor or simply want a second opinion, put his team to work for you. To schedule a complimentary consultation to learn more about the Aptus Blueprint process, contact Josh at 614-364-7300 or visit aptuswealth.com. There is no cost or obligation, but space is limited. To start your plan, call 614-364-7300. 7300 or visit aptuswealth.com. Thanks for listening to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. To schedule your complimentary customized planning session, give Josh a call at 614 364 7300. That's 614-364-7300. Welcome back to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. I'm Diane Brennan. Josh, let's talk about the volatility in the markets right now. Everyone's concerned. Everyone's freaking out. How can we protect our retirement savings? What would you suggest to our clients? Yeah, there's certainly some panic. You know, if you look at the market's been just going gangbusters for so long, and now 
here we are in the last seven days, the market down more than 11%. By the market, I'm talking about the S&P 500. So if you had a million dollars, you literally watched, you know, $110,000, $120,000 of your money eroded if you were in the standard, you know, indexed fund. So if that doesn't give you anxiety, I don't know what will. Uh, and anybody who just uses percentages and not real dollars, uh, you know, I hear this in my office all the time. They say, you know, you financial advisors or investment advisors always say it's only 3%. It's not 3%. It's $30,000 of my money, which took a really long time to accumulate. So there's, there's no doubt that that will uh, build a lot of anxiety. And, and, you know, while I'm not Nostradamus and I have no idea, I don't have a crystal ball, right, um, it appears to be, uh, when you listen to all the, the people out in the, uh, the Academy of Smart People, right, that are always out there talking, uh, that there's more volatility ahead. Um, and I would tend to agree with that sentiment. I think there's going to be more volatility ahead. But it all comes down to what we were talking about in, uh, earlier today, and that is proper planning. Uh, panic is caused by the unknown and improper planning. Uh, proper planning creates expectations. And you can plan for things, and when you know that uh, these things can occur and you know what they're going to feel like when they do and you know that you have the proper things in place, there's no need to panic. Uh, meaning, if your income is not solely derived from the stock market, then you're not really panicking that much right now. If you realize that the money that is in the stock market is not required for you to meet your needs for the next five or ten years, then you are not panicking because you understand that long-term trends usually point upward when it comes to the stock market. And, uh, you know, we just put something out uh, on, this was on Thursday or Friday of last week, uh, emailed out to all my clients, and it's just talking about the last five, you know, epidemics that have been out there. So there was, uh, you might remember some of these, but 2015, 2016, it was a Zika virus. 2013, 2014, it was Ebola. Then it was MERS. And then in, in all the way going back to 2003, there was SARS. All of those created quite a panic in the market. All of those within six months following that big drop were up significantly. So I'm not telling you to just hang in there. That's not the right answer necessarily. I mean, there's certainly things you can do to better protect yourself from these things in the future. But you have to do the proper planning ahead of time. Uh, you know, Warren Buffett, uh, which has some of the best, right? I don't know if you've listened to any of Warren Buffett or, or read any of his uh his quotes, but the guy's hilarious. And one of his famous quotes is, you don't know who's swimming naked until the tide goes out. And I think what he's really trying to say there is, uh, you know, when the market goes up, everybody looks like a genius, right? You can throw a dart at a dartboard. Every year there used to be a, I think it was a university that would grab a monkey and have him throw a dart at a dartboard and see if whatever he hit beat what all the financial advisors did. And, and some years he actually beat what the financial advisors did. But obviously that was in up years. So our planning in our office is always risk management, risk management, risk management. How much risk am I putting in my portfolio? How much volatility am I willing to accept? In other words, there are strategies where you can employ a maximum drawdown. So come hell or high water, I'm never going to drop below 10%. Um, I'm never going to drop below 7 I'm never going to drop below 5 You can put some, I guess some, uh, if you've ever been at the, uh, the bowling alley where you put the bumpers in the lanes, you can put bumpers in the lanes to make sure you don't go completely off the rails. Uh, but if you're just swimming naked, when that tide goes out, everybody's going to know it and you're going to feel it. So my clients were very well prepared, prepared for this. Uh, believe it or not, I got very few emails, uh, very few concerned clients calling me. Uh, everybody kind of knows the, knows the deal. They know what their plan is. They're sticking to the plan. They're comfortable with the plan. 
I'm surprised that everyone was shocked. This has been the biggest bull market run. Is it in history or in how many years? And it, the market's right. cyclical. So what goes up comes down. So I'm shocked that people were so surprised when it, it did take a, whether it's a health scare or whatever the reason is, it wasn't going to go up forever. Well, it's funny in any of these things, whether it's top or bottom, uh, it's very hard to recognize when you're in it. Uh, you know, looking back on 2008, 2009, market pulled back, you know, darn near 40%. It's very easy to say, oh, man, I should have really bought at that time. I mean, it was so obvious. It wasn't going to go down forever. The market's going to come back. I should have done it. But the inflows into the stock market when that was occurring were very, very low. Nobody was doing it. Uh, matter of fact, the headlines were um, anybody that was doing it. For example, one person, I'll just reference Warren again since, since uh, I just mentioned him, but Warren was buying in, and, and, you know, Warren's getting a little up there in years, and everybody said, you know, he's lost it. He's losing his mind. I can't believe he's buying into the market. He's finally lost his mind. Um, others were doing it, too, and everybody was crazy when they were buying it at the bottom. Similarly, when the market was reaching the top and we were starting to pull back uh, in our investment allocation, starting to pull back risk, everybody said we were crazy. You're nuts. You're missing all of this run. You're doing everything else. Well, one little blip in the radar, and all of a sudden – it makes us look pretty smart again. So you don't know uh, you don't know how hard it is until you're in it, and I think that's what occurred. I think you know it's been good for so long. People love watching their 401ks go up, but at some point, like you said, the ball has to drop, and you need to be prepared for it. Do you find people get wrapped up emotionally where you know we're in a bull market and they're thinking that they could make more on their uh, investments versus – you know, getting prepared for these crashes or these drops in the stock market? For sure. Uh, you know, the two most powerful emotions in the world, right? Fear and greed. Um, and when things are going down, fear is the overwhelming emotion and people make really poor decisions based upon it. And when the market's going up, greed is the most powerful emotion uh, and we make really poor decisions based upon it. And this has been studied time and time again. And and, you know, everybody that comes into, into my office, uh, you know, we have that conversation. And I've been doing this a long time. And uh, even the people that say, you know, I never even look at my statements. I put the horse blinders on. I just look straight ahead and I'm just going to open my eyes and when I turn 65 and make sure that uh, and, and then I'm going to be happy. It doesn't happen that way. There's been study after study after study that shows there is a pain tolerance threshold level where people can't take it anymore and the fear becomes overwhelming. And there's been numerous studies that have proven that working with an investment advisor that has a good rapport with you, that has your investment objectives in mind, that has the uh, intestinal fortitude to tell you when you're wrong, uh, is critical in making sure that you achieve your desired result in the long run. Um, that can be the person that talks you off the ledge. That can be the person that makes you stick in when you shouldn't have and makes you get out when you should have. Um, and that's exactly what we try and do here. Manage expectations. Manage expectations, control rain, emotions. Right, <laughs> and rein them in because I'm sure you hear stories about, well, my buddy invested in this and he made this much, you know, and you have to lay it out for them that, yeah, managing the risk is completely an asset preservation is completely a huge component when you're nearing your retirement years. Everybody talks about the wins. Everybody talks about the wins. You know, I, you go to the gym, you go to the golf course, you go wherever you go. And everybody says, you know, uh, I had Tesla, you know, was the last one that I heard about. I hope you had Tesla. They never tell you about the other nine stocks that went down the toilet. Uh, it's risk management. It's not, we're not gambling here. Uh, we're investing for our future. And, uh, 
sure, if you want to take a few hundred bucks and throw it at a random stock and hope that it hits because it's fun, uh, that's fine, as long as you don't view it any differently than pulling the handle at the casino. Uh, but what we do here is, is based upon math and based upon making sure we manage risk appropriately. And that huge fear of missing out or the Monday morning quarterbacking, you know, looking in the rearview mirror, uh, you know, as humans, that's what we focus on. I have a friend that lost a lot uh, during the crash last week, and he is just completely obsessed with getting that money back. And I said, well, now's a good time to buy, wouldn't you think? Like, don't stop. Keep investing while these prices are on sale. For sure. For sure. But it's hard. It's hard. You know, you need uh, you gave him the right advice. The question is, will he take it? Absolutely, because human nature dictates you focus on what you don't have instead of being kind of grateful for what you do and just reminding them that it's, it's a long-term process and there's going to be ebbs and flows and ups and downs. And unfortunately, we also have a story, we, all of us have a story about somebody succeeding and, uh, and you know, knocking the cover off the ball and, and making that one huge bet. And then all of us have a story about the person that uh, made that same huge bet and lost all of their money. And we almost address one as, you know, being stupid and one as being a genius when in reality they both did the same thing. One just maybe got luckier than the other. And the goal is to diversify, manage risk and expectations and make sure you have a plan that's maybe not impervious but as darn close to it as you can possibly be. Josh, so let's say you do have that child that isn't that great with money. Is this a good time now to have the parent or your client introduce their child to financial planning? Well, it's never too early to start with financial planning. There's a lot of things that people should do early in their, in their career. Um, and step one is always just get in the habit of saving. So absolutely, it, it makes a lot of sense to talk with your kids. I know we don't want to share too much about our financial situation necessarily with our kids, but it's, it's pretty critical. And it's critical to pass on to them good, good saving habits. Um, I meet with, I wouldn't say a lot, but quite a few uh, kids of my uh, clients. Uh, and, and just to literally cover that, you know, what is a good strategy? Um, how much should I be saving? Uh, and just the benefit of saving. I do a lot of speaking to uh, graduating seniors at colleges just to try and instill in them the value of saving money. Um, because it's all on us now. You know, it wasn't too long ago that every day everybody had pensions when they retired. I think the stat I saw most recently was in 1991, almost 90% of people working had pensions. So they didn't have to necessarily save. It was done for them. But now, fast forward, uh, the last stat I saw was about 25 years later. So about, I think it was 2000 and, um, 2017, 2016. I might be a little bit off on these details here, but uh, the, the number was down to less than 10% of people had pensions. So instilling in the young people that it's, it's critical that you, you take ownership of your own retirement, you, you do what you're supposed to do, and you constantly start saving is, is very, very important. You're listening to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. I'm your host, Diane Brennan. If you're concerned about the market, you want to learn new strategies to manage retirement risks, give the office a call to learn more about the Aptus Retirement Blueprint today. The number is 614-364-7300. No cost or obligation. The number again, 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. When we come back, we're going to delve into the SECURE Act and how it affects you. We'll be back with more at the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick at 98.9 The Answer. 
If you are at or near retirement and looking for new ways to protect your income by managing risk, you won't want to miss this. Tune in to the Aptis Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick every Saturday at 4 p.m. and Sunday at 8 a.m. right here on 98.9 FM, The Answer. Josh Pick is the Chief Investment Advisor with Aptis Wealth Management, a state-registered investment advisory firm. This program is sponsored by Aptis Wealth Management. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell financial vehicles. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals to see if any ideas expressed would fit their specific situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Securities can fluctuate and when redeemed, maybe more or less than when originally invested. Welcome to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick. Every week, Josh will teach you ways to help manage, risk, and protect your retirement income in the new economy. The primary focus at Aptus Wealth is to provide flexible planning strategies that can efficiently achieve your long-term retirement goals. Now, here's the host of the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show, Josh Pick. Thank you for joining us for the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. I'm your host, Diane Brennan, and this is our inaugural show. And we are so excited and thankful you can join us. Let me introduce everyone to Josh Pick. Hi, Josh. Diane, how are you? It's great to be here. I am great. Great to have you here. I'm going to tell the public a little bit about you. Josh is an investment advisor founded the Aptis Group of Companies in 2003, now consisting of an entity consulting to financial planners and one that focuses specifically on individual wealth management. Josh is too humble to tell you this, but he is a well-known speaker and member of the Million Dollar Roundtable's highest honor, Top of the Table. He frequently hosts public educational workshops in the community on a variety of financial and retirement topics. Josh is also frequently requested to speak nationally to groups of financial professionals in various universities in the areas of retirement planning, social security, and tax-efficient income distribution. Josh, tell us how you got into the financial field. Well, you know, like most people, I guess, you know, I, I went to college. Uh, that's how I got into the financial field. And, uh, but I don't think that tells the, the whole story. Um, my father passed away when I was young, when I was 13 years old. He got you know, cancer, one of those freak kind of things, and ended up uh, passing away. And as a result of that, um, you know, you learn really quickly, even at a young age, from the outside looking in, you can kind of see what happens when that occurs. And what I saw was um, a bunch of people show up that, you know, maybe had my mother's best interests at heart, or maybe had their own best interests at heart. And they were trying to, quote, help, but uh, a lot of mistakes were made in that process. And I, I see the outcome of that, now my mom being in her in her late 60s and uh, seeing the impact of, of poor planning over a really long period of time. And, and not that we struggled by any means. I grew up very middle class, but, um, you know, it wasn't always easy. Uh, so I didn't know at the time when that occurred that I would end up where I am today. But when I was in college and a lot like a lot of people, I didn't know exactly what I was going to do. Um, you know, come my sophomore year, I had to make a decision as to what I wanted to pursue. And start doing a little bit of soul searching and I realized that, you know, uh, I like math, number one, uh, but two, I like helping people. Uh, teaching has always been one of my favorite activities. I've, I've taught a lot of different things in my life. Um, so I wanted to teach and I wanted to help people. When I got out of college, I kind of drifted away from that a little bit. 
you know, I wanted to work in corporate America and have the fancy suit. So what I ended up doing was doing kind of the business to business end of financial planning, which what that means, if you don't know, um, there's two sides of the financial services industry. There's the client facing side, the, fa the, the side that is meeting with clients every day and helping them achieve their goals, et cetera. But then there's also this support side of the business. Uh, so you can work for financial institutions like a, uh, a nationwide insurance or a fidelity or one of these different companies. And you're essentially helping the financial advisor create the financial plan or you're helping the financial advisor stay in tune with the best products. I did that for quite some time and actually started a company in 2003 um, uh, under the Aptus moniker. And that company is still very much in business. Uh, multi-million dollar company. We're doing financial plans for about 600 financial planners all around the country. Uh, but I realized as I was doing that, that I was losing that personal connection with the uh, with the client. And I, I think, you know, in life, you're always trying to figure out uh, how do I, I make a living, but at the same time have some sort of purpose. And uh, that purpose was gone. I missed that connection. So um, I went back that direction and uh, ended up going to the, the financial advising side. And of course, as is always the case, you know, I'd been doing financial planning since uh, before 2000, but then I decided I wanted to go back to the, the client side of things in 2008, right at the beginning of 2008. So uh, get into the financial business, uh, planning business and, and right before the, the dot-com bubble dropped since 2000, and then I get away from the consulting side of it to go into the financial advising side of it in 2008, and here we go again with the financial crisis. Um, so it's been a it, it it's been a great uh, I, I view that as a great thing. Um, I learned you know that it's not always rosy and proper planning is is very important and, and don't get too ahead of yourself. We'll get into that more I'm sure when we talk. But uh, that's how I got into it and I've I've really known nothing else. I've done financial advising or financial planning in some capacity my whole life. You say it is incredibly satisfying helping clients plan their financial future, and in a way, you're actually protecting them. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, if you think about, for most people, they work their whole life, um, and it's not always easy to, to to get through the process of your financial world, meaning that you run into uh, speed bumps. You know, you have maybe get laid off for a job or um, something occurs along the way. You lose a loved one or, or all these different kind of events that occur. You got to send a kid to college. Um, and to be able to kind of ease some of that burden, and I truly believe that knowledge is power and simply just understanding the roadmap, understanding what you need to do uh, is incredibly empowering. Nine times out of 10, when I, when I speak with people and they come to the office and I say, what, what scares you? Uh, or what are you here for? What is your concerns? It's almost always the fear of the unknown. And a lot of the information is known. Uh, we don't know what order it's going to occur, but we can take steps to prepare ourselves for it. So being able to just essentially let people know what their options are, let them know how to protect themselves in the future is, is incredibly rewarding. And I see it when they, when they retire, we have kind of retirement parties when people come in and, you know, we give them a bottle of wine or, or something like that. And you see them, you know, it all paid off and now they get to do what they wanted to do their whole career. So um, yeah, I would say it's incredibly rewarding. Tell us more about Aptus Wealth Management. Uh, well, we're a fiduciary and I think that's really important. Um, I think, you know, if I was going to give anybody advice of who they wanted to work with, whether it was me or anybody else, I would say step one, go with a fiduciary. And uh, I know that gets a lot of, you know, kind of publicity as, as of late here. What is a fiduciary? But essentially, there are two ways you can be governed in this business. Way number one is uh, I'm a broker, and I don't begrudge anybody who's a, a broker, stockbroker, um, you know, sales professional, whatever you want to call them, but they get paid commissions. 
And there's a lot of people doing a lot of great work out there that get paid commissions. I'm not saying anything faulty of that, but the, the confines in which they operate can be faulty. Uh, what I mean by that is they're only governed by what is suitable for you. So sounds fair enough, right? You got to do what's suitable for me. But if, if I lived in Florida and I needed new tires on my car, uh, the, the place that I bought my tires could sell me snow tires. And as long as they fit my car, they're suitable for my car, right? But that does not mean that they're in my best interest. And a fiduciary has to do what is in your best interest. Meaning in that example of the car, I would have to research what are the best tires? What are you doing with your car? Uh, what's the best price for those tires? Price shop, compare, et cetera. So Aptus Wealth Management is very much a fiduciary. Uh, our goal is first and paramount. What is your scenario and what fits you? Um, and that is always at the top of the top of the table. So let's say I come into your office. Can you explain the process and what you go through? Yeah, it's a four-step process. You can view this on our website, aptuswealth.com. Uh, step one is, is literally us just getting to know one another. Uh, what are you hoping to accomplish by doing this planning? Uh, my first question is always going to be, what would you consider to be a win at the end of this journey? Uh, let's find out what you have. Let's inventory the resources that you have to accomplish what you want to do. But first and foremost, what do you want to do? Uh, and that is different for everybody. There, sure, there's some commonalities, but it's different for everybody. Uh, meeting number two is then uh, let's lay out the blueprint, meaning that let's figure out, uh, and this kind of boils over between meeting two and meeting three, let's show you where you are in meeting two, show you where some gaps are, show you what's getting in the way, and maybe get into the blueprint. But by meeting three, we're certainly going to get into the blueprint. And meeting three is, how do we solve your problems? Here is the roadmap, the blueprint of how to get it done, starting with how do you make sure that you don't take steps back and how do we take steps forward? And then we don't even talk about um, you know, products or whether or not we're going to work together until meeting four. Uh, there may be a little bit of these are the, scenario, the, these are the types of strategies you may want to employ in meeting three, but meeting four is really the rubber meets the road. What do I need to do to achieve the objectives that we've laid out and what is now that we know the roadmap on how to get there, no, no plan works unless you, you actually do it, right? So you can have a blueprint, but unless you start swinging a hammer and building a house, you don't have a house. So meeting four is very much let's go from there. But it's a, it's a very slow process. Um, it's very important that you treat it as a, as a process or you miss things. Uh, so we're very adamant about sticking to that process. And I'm sure there's things that people don't realize they should be planning for. Long-term oh, care. Not. Yeah, long-term care, uh, life insurance to protect a loved one. You know, I mean, and, and life insurance isn't something that any of us want. Uh, it's not anything that any of us want to really use because in order for, you know, somebody to collect on it, it means you're no longer here. But, you know, did you take that single life payout on your pension? And what happens if you pass away, your wife now or your, your husband has lost that pension income stream? identifying some things or some, some landmines along the way that you might not have considered when you first uh, came in. So that process of identifying every single possible scenario is critical. We can't remember any of everything. we got to kind of go through the process to make sure we, we check all the boxes. Do you find most of your clients are into uh, wealth growth or asset preservation? Uh, well, you know, the majority of my clients, uh, last I checked, over 90% of them are over the age of 55. So we're certainly in that transitionary period uh, where we're getting more into 
I've already gone through the growth phase of my life. It does not mean that I don't want to continue to grow my pot of money, and I certainly don't want to put it under the mattress, but uh, I want to make sure that I've taken the necessary steps to protect my retirement from things like what happened in 2008, 2009, 2001, 2002, et cetera, et cetera. We can just keep going back through time and seeing these these periods in time where it dropped. And we're seeing, you know, I mean, right now, I'm sure we'll talk about, you know, what happened last week uh, at some point today. But uh, I wouldn't say that we're we're against growth or that the conversation doesn't point toward growth, but it's certainly a risk-adjusted growth is the most common conversation. I love that Aptis Wealth Management supports the Travis Mills Foundation. You know, that was an interesting one for me. I've always been a, um, uh, a, a staunch supporter of the military in general. Um, some of my friends, um, some of the people that I would consider to be, uh, you know, my greatest inspirations and heroes are in the military. And through a great friend of mine in, in Maine, um, I was introduced to uh, Travis uh, through seeing him speak, actually, at a convention. And uh, if you haven't got an opportunity to speak, to, to listen to Travis speak, I mean, the guy's unbelievable. Uh, talk about turning lemons into lemonade. Uh, if you don't know his story, I highly recommend you look it up. He's taken a, a life that I'm not sure any of us could have worked through. Uh, he's one of just a few quadruple amputees uh, in the United States that lived uh, through a war. And he's taken that to raise millions and millions of dollars to help recalibrated veterans. Um, and he does that through a lot of humor, positivity, and just drive. Um, so any, any way I can be a part of that. Um, and a lot of my friends have become very active in that foundation. I'll I gladly do. But uh, in my opinion, the guy is an absolute hero along with many, many others. If you're concerned about the market, want to learn new strategies to manage retirement risks, call our office to learn more about the Aptis Retirement Blueprint today. The number is 614-364-7300. No cost or obligation, but space does fill fast. Give us a call at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. We'll be back with more at the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick at 98.9 The Answer. To create a successful retirement plan in today's economy, it takes a customized, solutions-based approach. At Aptis Wealth Management, founder Josh Pick calls it the Aptis Blueprint, and it's focused on managing risk instead of chasing returns. If you're working with another advisor or simply want a second opinion, put his team to work for you. To schedule a complimentary consultation to learn more about the Aptis Blueprint process, contact Josh at 614-364-7300 or visit aptiswealth.com. There is no cost or obligation, but space is limited. To start your plan, call 614-364-7300. Or visit aptiswealth.com. Thanks for listening to the Aptis Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. To schedule your complimentary customized planning session, give Josh a call at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. Welcome back to the Aptis Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. I'm Diane Brennan. Josh, let's talk about the volatility in the markets right now. Everyone's concerned. Everyone's freaking out. How can we protect our retirement savings? What would you suggest to our clients? Yeah, there's certainly some panic. You know, if you look at the market's been just going gangbusters for so long, and now here we are in the last seven days, the market down more than 11%. By the market, I'm talking about the S&P 500. 
So if you had a million dollars, you literally watched, you know, $110,000, $120,000 of your money eroded if you were in the standard, you know, indexed fund. So if that doesn't give you anxiety, I don't know what will. Uh, and anybody who just uses percentages and not real dollars, uh, you know, I hear this in my office all the time. They say, you know, you financial advisors or investment advisors always say it's only 3%. It's not 3%. It's $30,000 of my money, which took a really long time to accumulate. So there's there's no doubt that that will uh build a lot of anxiety and, and you know while I'm not Nostradamus and I have no idea I don't have a crystal ball right um, it appears to be uh, when you listen to all the the people out in the uh, the Academy of smart people right that are always out there talking uh, that there's more volatility ahead um, and I would tend to agree with that sentiment I think there's gonna be more volatility ahead but it all comes down to what we were talking about in uh, earlier today and that is proper planning uh, panic is caused by the unknown and improper planning. Uh, proper planning creates expectations. And you can plan for things, and when you know that uh, these things can occur and you know what they're going to feel like when they do and you know that you have the proper things in place, there's no need to panic. Uh, meaning, if your income is not solely derived from the stock market, then you're not really panicking that much right now. If you realize that the money that is in the stock market is not required for you to meet your needs for the next five or ten years, then you are not panicking because you understand that long-term trends usually point upward when it comes to the stock market. And, uh, you know, we just put something out uh, on, this was on Thursday or Friday of last week, uh, emailed out to all my clients, and it's just talking about the last five, you know, epidemics that have been out there. So there was, uh, you might remember some of these, but 2015, 2016, it was a Zika virus. 2013, 2014, it was Ebola. Then it was MERS. And then in, in all the way going back to 2003, there was SARS. All of those created quite a panic in the market. All of those within six months following that big drop were up significantly. So I'm not telling you to just hang in there. That's not the right answer necessarily. I mean, there's certainly things you can do to better protect yourself from these things in the future. But you have to do the proper planning ahead of time. Uh, you know, Warren Buffett, uh, which has some of the best, right? I don't know if you've listened to any of Warren Buffett or, or read any of his, uh, his quotes, but the guy's hilarious. And one of his famous quotes is, you don't know who's swimming naked until the tide goes out. And I think what he's really trying to say there is, uh, you know, when the market goes up, everybody looks like a genius, right? You can throw a dart at a dartboard. Every year there used to be a, I think it was a university that would grab a monkey and have him throw a dart at a dartboard and see if whatever he hit beat what all the financial advisors did. And, and some years he actually beat what the financial advisors did. But obviously that was in up years. So our planning in our office is always risk management, risk management, risk management. How much risk am I putting in my portfolio? How much volatility am I willing to accept? In other words, there are strategies where you can employ a maximum drawdown. So come hell or high water, I'm never going to drop below 10%. Um, I'm never going to drop below 7. I'm never going to drop below 5. You can put some, I guess some, uh, if you've ever been at the, uh, the bowling alley where you put the bumpers in the lanes, you can put bumpers in the lanes to make sure you don't go completely off the rails. Uh, but if you're just swimming naked, when that tide goes out, everybody's going to know it and you're going to feel it. So my clients were very well prepared, prepared for this. Uh, believe it or not, I got very few emails, uh, very few concerned clients calling me. Uh, everybody kind of knows the, knows the deal. They know what their plan is. They're sticking to the plan. They're comfortable with the plan. I'm surprised that everyone was shocked. This has been the biggest bull market run 
is it in history or in how many years? And it, the market's right. cyclical. So what goes up comes down. So I'm shocked that people were so surprised when it, it did take a, whether it's a health scare or whatever the reason is, it wasn't going to go up forever. Well, it's funny in any of these things, whether it's top or bottom, uh, it's very hard to recognize when you're in it. Uh, you know, looking back on 2008, 2009, market pulled back, you know, darn near 40%. It's very easy to say, oh, man, I should have really bought at that time. I mean, it was so obvious it wasn't going to go down forever. The market's going to come back. I should have done it. But the inflows into the stock market when that was occurring were very, very low. Nobody was doing it. Uh, matter of fact, the headlines were um, anybody that was doing it. For example, one person, I'll just reference Warren again since, since uh, I just mentioned him, but Warren was buying in, and, and, you know, Warren's getting a little up there in years, and everybody said, you know, he's lost it. He's losing his mind. I can't believe he's buying into the market. He's finally lost his mind. Um, others were doing it, too, and everybody was crazy when they were buying it at the bottom. Similarly, when the market was reaching the top and we were starting to pull back uh, in our investment allocation, starting to pull back risk, everybody said we were crazy. You're nuts. You're missing all of this run. You're doing everything else. Well, one little blip in the radar, and all of a sudden – it makes us look pretty smart again. So you don't know uh, you don't know how hard it is until you're in it, and I think that's what occurred. I think you know it's been good for so long. People love watching their 401ks go up, but at some point, like you said, the ball has to drop, and you need to be prepared for it. Do you find people get wrapped up emotionally where you know we're in a bull market and they're thinking that they could make more on their uh, investments versus – you know, getting prepared for these crashes or these drops in the stock market? For sure. Uh, you know, the two most powerful emotions in the world, right? Fear and greed. Um, and when things are going down, fear is the overwhelming emotion and people make really poor decisions based upon it. And when the market's going up, greed is the most powerful emotion uh, and we make really poor decisions based upon it. And this has been studied time and time again. And and, you know, everybody that comes into, into my office, uh, you know, we have that conversation. And I've been doing this a long time. And uh, even the people that say, you know, I never even look at my statements. I put the horse blinders on. I just look straight ahead and I'm just going to open my eyes and when I turn 65 and make sure that uh, and, and then I'm going to be happy. It doesn't happen that way. There's been study after study after study that shows there is a pain tolerance threshold level where people can't take it anymore and the fear becomes overwhelming. And there's been numerous studies that have proven that working with an investment advisor that has a good rapport with you, that has your investment objectives in mind, that has the uh, intestinal fortitude to tell you when you're wrong, uh, is critical in making sure that you achieve your desired result in the long run. Um, that can be the person that talks you off the ledge. That can be the person that makes you stick in when you shouldn't have and makes you get out when you should have. Um, and that's exactly what we try and do here. Manage expectations. Manage expectations, control rain, emotions. Right, okay. and rein them in because I'm sure you hear stories about, well, my buddy invested in this and he made this much, you know, and you have to lay it out for them that, yeah, managing the risk is completely an asset preservation is completely a huge component when you're nearing your retirement years. Everybody talks about the wins. Everybody talks about the wins. You know, I, you go to the gym, you go to the golf course, you go wherever you go. And everybody says, you know, uh, I had Tesla, you know, was the last one that I heard about. I hope you had Tesla. They never tell you about the other nine stocks that went down the toilet. Uh, it's risk management. It's not, we're not gambling here. Uh, we're investing for our future. And uh, sure, if you want to take a few hundred bucks and throw it at a random stock and hope that it hits because it's fun, 
that's fine as long as you don't view it any differently than pulling the handle at the casino. Uh, but what we do here is, is based upon math and based upon making sure we manage risk appropriately. And that huge fear of missing out or the Monday morning quarterbacking, you know, looking in the rearview mirror, uh, you know, as humans, that's what we focus on. I have a friend that lost a lot uh, during the crash last week, and he is just completely obsessed with getting that money back. And I said, well, now's a good time to buy, wouldn't you think? Like, don't stop. Keep investing while these prices are on sale. For sure. For sure. But it's hard. It's hard. You know, you need uh, you gave him the right advice. The question is, will he take it? Absolutely, because human nature dictates you focus on what you don't have instead of being kind of grateful for what you do and just reminding them that it's, it's a long-term process and there's going to be ebbs and flows and ups and downs. And unfortunately, we also have a story, we, all of us have a story about somebody succeeding and, uh, and you know, knocking the cover off the ball and, and making that one huge bet. And then all of us have a story about the person that uh, made that same huge bet and lost all of their money. And we almost address one as, you know, being stupid and one as being a genius when in reality they both did the same thing. One just maybe got luckier than the other. And the goal is to diversify, manage risk and expectations and make sure you have a plan that's maybe not impervious but as darn close to it as you can possibly be. Josh, so let's say you do have that child that isn't that great with money. Is this a good time now to have the parent or your client introduce their child to financial planning? Well, it's never too early to start with financial planning. There's a lot of things that people should do early in their, in their career. Um, and step one is always just get in the habit of saving. So absolutely, it, it makes a lot of sense to talk with your kids. I know we don't want to share too much about our financial situation necessarily with our kids, but it's, it's pretty critical. And it's critical to pass on to them good, good saving habits. Um, I meet with, I wouldn't say a lot, but quite a few uh, kids of my uh, clients. Uh, and, and just to literally cover that, you know, what is a good strategy? Um, how much should I be saving? Uh, and just the benefit of saving. I do a lot of speaking to uh, graduating seniors at colleges just to try and instill in them the value of saving money. Um, because it's all on us now. You know, it wasn't too long ago that every day everybody had pensions when they retired. I think the stat I saw most recently was in 1991, almost 90% of people working had pensions. So they didn't have to necessarily save. It was done for them. But now, fast forward, uh, the last stat I saw was about 25 years later. So about, I think it was 2000 and, um, 2017, 2016. I might be a little bit off on these details here, but uh, the, the number was down to less than 10% of people had pensions. So instilling in the young people that it's, it's critical that you, you take ownership of your own retirement, you, you do what you're supposed to do, and you constantly start saving is, is very, very important. You're listening to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. I'm your host, Diane Brennan. If you're concerned about the market, you want to learn new strategies to manage retirement risks, give the office a call to learn more about the Aptus Retirement Blueprint today. The number is 614-364-7300. No cost or obligation. The number again, 614-364-7300. 614-364-7300. When we come back, we're going to delve into the SECURE Act and how it affects you. We'll be back with more at the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick at 98.9 The Answer. 
If you are at or near retirement and looking for new ways to protect your income by managing risk, you won't want to miss this. Tune in to the Aptis Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick every Saturday at 4 p.m. and Sunday at 8 a.m. right here on 98.9 FM, The Answer.